Everybody out there in the big wide world, hello solvers all, for are we not all solvers in the great escape room of life? We hunt for our clues, we find our numbers and our codes, and then at the end of the room, when the time has run down to zero, the great games master emerges to give us our debriefing and tell us how shit we were. But I felt like a cult, <laughs> I feel like I've joined a cult. <clears throat> well, basically just described Christianity. <laughs> so there we go. Oh! <laughs> Remember that meme about um, Tom Hanks leaving a cult and returning to the Catholic... No, Katie Holmes, that was it, leaving the Scientology cult and returning to the Catholic Church. And it was the meme of Picard with his head in his hand. Out of the frame, pan into the fire. Now that we've gone after a couple of Christian religions, I'll introduce myself. Uh, I'm Mike. What? Mike? <laughs> my address is... And my address is... Oh, shit. Hey, John, I still have a reputation. <laughs> I'm John, and I cannot open a beer. <laughs> Without it foaming everywhere on my desk. Oh dear. Uh, the beer is lovely though. It is a, a nice traditional doom bar, which is serving me very well and making my desk go brown. I recognise that doom bar. I bought that doom bar. It's one of the survivors of Danny's stag, which is good fun. <laughs> mm. And locked in with me today. I'm Alid and I'm drinking a homemade rhubarb gin. Ooh. That sounds delicious. Neat. Oh, Alid. Is that, is that one of your dad's concoctions again, or is that a, a Hughes original? Uh, mum's. Oh. Mm. I'm envious. That sounds incredible. It is. Sorry, is that gonna, how you're going to lure us to Milford Haven? Because you've already lured Bailey and Faye <laughs> yes. promises a bottle of wine. <laughs> I can tempt I've you always... with not a bottle, but some gin. <laughs> I've always thought that Haven is a bit of an optimistic name for that place, Milford Haven. It's a bit, yeah. bit grim. Just, bit just Milford would do. It's not that bad. I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking a ghost ship. Oh, you could park that in Milford Haven. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a there's a dock there. There's it's a, it's a ship. It's and, all connected. You know. Well, well done, John. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I genuinely toyed with the idea because someone mentioned it in a puzzle a couple of weeks ago. I genuinely toyed with the idea of making the intro the room, like you have to escape the intro. Oh God! Uh, but I just couldn't work out how to how to make it work in the time but that is one I must do or one of us must do now I've planted the seed uh, at a later date because I think that would be a lot of fun and I'm Mike and I'm drinking uh, a punk AF because I have spent most of the previous week drinking uh, so should probably have a day off and the connection to Milford Haven is that there's <laughs> lots of punk kids running around on I don't know are there punk kids in a Milford Haven I'm not sure if it's that kind of place no, it's, it's really not. There's there's a lot of seals. Punk seals, menacing people outside punk punk, seals. outside seal shops, seal corner shops um, being raided by other seals on little mini motos. Oh, what would the seal corner shop, like, what would be the awful racist sign in the, um, in the window? It'd be like, um, oh, uh, no salmon, no trout, no sea lions. I was going to say seal no evil, speak no evil. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Where's Ben when you need him? We could do, really do with a triumvirate oh. of terrible seal puns. <laughs> I, that, is, that is a man whose gravestone will exhibit groans from mm. people who read it. This shop has the seal of approval. Oh, oh lovely. Yes, that, that's Ben Level as well, that one. that's um... Get out. <laughs> We're starting strong. That was terrible. If you'd like to know more about Milford Haven, ladies and gentlemen out there in the world, feel free to Google it, get bored, and then move on with your life. Population, Allard, and others. To Milford Haven. To Milford Haven. Cheers. The shining jewel in that part of the world.
So, dear listener, you may be wondering what the Infinite Escape Room is. Well, if you are, then feel free to listen to 145 previous episodes that we've done, and that should give you a rough idea. If you want to skip all of that work, though, it's basically this. It is an escape room. It goes on infinitely. Every week, one person brings the room, and the others bring the brains to solve it. We hopefully solve it, escape, and then emerge the following week into another room. That's the gist of it. It goes on forever, with each room linking seamlessly into the next one. And thank fuck Ben isn't here for this transition. Uh, has, has, how seamless are we talking this week, then? Very? Um, <laughs> are there visible scenes, John? So you know that show, The Great British Sewing Bee? Yes. Well, the seams on this are, are visible enough <laughs> that you would, wouldn't make it very far. <laughs> I would also like to take a moment at this juncture in the podcast to thank our Patreons for keeping us on the road, on the Milford Haven dwelling ship, in the airplane, or under the sea, where there is now an escape room. There's an escape room under the sea. It's a, it's it's a, a quarry. No, it's, 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 it's like a quarry thing, so whatever water is in a quarry. Okay, but there's an escape room in a quarry sounds really shit. <laughs> Underwater. When you say it like that. Ah, there's an escape room in a flooded quarry where there's probably bodies, but... An escape room underwater, uh, which now exists in the UK. Wait, wait, innovating. Wait. It's not in the UK. It's in Wales. Oh, got a point. <laughs> Sit back down. <laughs> Go back to your provincial parliament <laughs> that we let you have. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can have one. You need to have your little toy laws as well. Sure, mate. No problem. In particular, I was talking about the Patreons. <laughs> in particular, I would like to thank today Christopher Ch- Churn. Churn. Churing. How's about Christopher? Churing. Christopher, Christopher. I would like to thank Christopher. We only have one Christopher, which makes it nice and straightforward. Yeah, rather than thank you, Christopher. his surname, the poor fellow. Uh, it's really hard. And I'm a quarter of a beer down. Thank you for supporting us, Christopher. Uh, you keep us on the road. You keep the podcast online. And uh, yeah, cheers very much, pal. Thank you, Christopher. So, folks, are you ready? Oh, yes. I'm so ready. Yes. Then let us enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last week on the Infinite Escape Room, you burst through the doors into the night air of Chepstow, and before your eyes can adjust to the dark, a car explodes in front of you, which is basically standard for Chepstow on a Friday night, really. Before you can report it to the police, though, the heavy, hairy hands of Norman the Viking catch you, and throwing each of you under his arms, bear in mind there's three of you, he begins to run. Each car you pass explodes in turn, and the front doors of shops that you pass burst open. As Norman runs, you notice that his underarm hair is tickling the back of your necks uncomfortably. Is that underarm hair? Who knows? What the hell is happening? cries Norman. And where is the other one of you? Oh, here he is. Hello, Alad. Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> Norman runs to his own parked car. And it's a van, a very familiar looking van. In fact, it's the van that took you to the suspension bridge previously. He bundles you into the back of the van, hops into the driver's seat to the front, and then speeds away. Not the van of sadness again. (laughs) (laughs) I feel sad. I don't do well in vans. Oh, escape the van of sadness. No, no, it's going to get much, much, much worse. As your eyes adjust to the darkness in the back of the van, you notice that there is an ominous red one painted on the inside of the rear doors. Norman drives for a short while, and you also notice a smell. It smells a bit like rotten eggs. And there's a weird sound, too, coming from near the driver's seat, the sound of a swooshing back and forth. 
almost like a horse's tail. And that Viking helmet, those horns, surely they aren't growing. Suddenly, the van screeches to a halt, and Norman's head does a full 180-degree turn to face you. Red horns gleaming, burning eyes shining. He opens his fiery maw to say, Welcome to the end of your lives. (laughs) Now you must be escaping this. Your time starts now. And with that word, he accelerates violently away. You're thrown against the rear door of the van, straight through it and onto the road below, your bodies crashing down into three lifeless corpses. (laughs) You understand immediately that you are quite, quite dead. And then, after a moment, each of you rises spiritfully from your lifeless corpse. Mike, your body has been thrown off of the road and is halfway down a bank next to it. Alid, your corpse is lying in the middle of the road. And Jamie, your corpse somehow is sat slumped in a car. What would you like to do? Can I get back into the body? Uh, No. Uh, For clarity here, you've sort of risen above it in a, a spirity way. So you're looking down at your own bodies. This is the second time you've killed me in an episode. <laughs> uh, yes, yes it is. Um, and that's not counting the episode in hell. <laughs> okay, so my my body's entered this car somehow. Have I sort of smashed through the windscreen or is there... Uh, no, you are sat in the driver's seat, Jamie. Uh, your body is slumped against the steering wheel. It's wearing a suit. Oh, um, I'm guessing because I'm I'm a spirit. I have no, I can't touch anything. Uh, well, you just sort of pass through things, but you can observe things. Okay. Um, is there anything around my? Ooh. Actually, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, that won't work. <laughs> Scrub that. Oh, <laughs> it's another John. I haven't thought this one through. Class. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, you may be a spirit, Jamie, but you are very much in the uh, poltergeist tradition oh, of spirits. Hell you yeah. may touch, manipulate, and. Um, uh, What's the word? Fondle. Uh, yes, fondle things as you... Uh, can I slap myself across the back of the head for getting in that goddamn van? Uh, you can, <laughs> and your head bats from side to side in an amusing mm. way. Son of a bitch. Um, anything around my corpse or in the driver's seat that's of interest? Nothing particularly. The, the car is in gear and has crashed into the side barrier of this road. You appear to be on a sort of slip road going up away from a motorway, and your car has careened into the side of it. The speedo in front of you has locked during the crash and reads 88 miles an hour. Oh, back to the future. Didn't even go back in time. It's one of those shit cars. Oh, yes. Huh. Can I search the pockets of my body, John? Mm. Yes, you are wearing some very gothy clothes, Alid. Black ripped jeans, some grimy unknown band-based t-shirt. There is a tattoo on your forearm that says in a gothic text, I live for Bumble. But there's nothing else of particular note on you. It feels like your pockets have been emptied. Did you meet Alid in this first year at university? Because I feel that's me would have worn. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, Mike, right? I'm guessing the, the band name is uh, unpronounceable because it's in one of those weird fonts. So can we call them Tinklefart? Uh, you can call them Tinklefart. Alad, lover of Tinklefart. And apparently Bumble. Who lives for, for Bumble. Mike, we haven't heard from you yet. Oh, um, I think I'm going to have a little cry, a little ghostly cry. The fact that mm-hmm. I've died again. 
I'm afraid it's about to get much, much worse. Not only have you died, but as you died, you were a cyclist. I was a cyclist. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Your body is wearing a cycling helmet uh, and a cycling jersey and shorts. The fuck was I doing on a slip road? <laughs> slip, Slipping. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, oh, why did hmm. you make me the cyclist? Um uh, okay, so can I can I just take can I um, can I similarly? Um, I imagine there's not much left to the imagination with the cycling shorts, but can I um, kind of <laughs> investigate myself? Have a rifle. Uh, you don't have any possessions on you, but as you turn the body over, you see there is a slogan written on the front of the jersey, and the slogan says, "If you're early, you are on time. If you're on time, you are late. To be late is unacceptable." True words. Can I have my game, please? If you're early. You are on time. If you are on time, you are late. And to be late is unacceptable. Hmm. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a suit, did you say? You are. Uh, to describe the scene up on the road a bit more fully, and Mike can't actually see this yet because he's sort of down the bank off the road, but there is the car crashed into a barrier. Aled's body is much further in front of the car, probably about, you know, 10 metres further down the road, in the middle of the road. And back down the slip road, where it uh, leaves the motorway, there are two stopped police cars that are blocking the entrance to the uh, slip road for other cars. There's also quite a few uh, very aggressive-looking tyre marks up the slip road. Oh, shit, did I kill the cyclist? Am I the bad guy? Hmm? It remains to be seen. <laughs> Mike, are you going to say something uneditable? <laughs> I drove to Walton-on-Thames recently, and there's one thing that happens when you drive to Walton-on-Thames in Surrey on a weekend. You get the middle-class lycra brigade out blocking all of the roads with a million bicycles and all cycling at like two miles an hour straight to the middle of the fucking road where you can't overtake them. And my um, my, my, my goodwill towards them does tend to... Um, oh, and then they fire out the bloody traffic lights with no... There's like, ah, signals. Not for me. Pew! <laughs> And anyway, sorry, yes. Um, let's not say anything uneditable. Um, <laughs> and now you've become them. <laughs> and now I am them. Possibly, you might, possibly, can we, uh, can we float across to these, uh, these police cars? Uh, yes, there are two police cars uh, blocking the traffic entrance to the road. Their blue lights are flashing, but there is nobody nearby. Can we, can we get in the car, in the police car? You can get in. There's no keys in the ignition, but you can examine the contents. Do we need keys as we're like ghosts? Can we not just stick our fingers in the ignition and turn? <laughs> just turn into a ghost key. Okay. Well, what? No. <laughs> no. You. You cannot. You cannot. Oh God! You cannot turn into a ghost. Casper turned his his flipper into a ghost spatula. I'm sure we could work something out. <sighs> oh, Casper was a dick. Can we have a little rummage around the police cars, please? You can. In the first police car in the glove box, there is a copy of the Highway Code. There's also a notebook, one of those sort of flip chart notebooks. Uh, on the top of the notebook, on the, the, the page visible, uh, someone has scrolled very quickly, Perth Review, colon, Dafty needs to change the combo. It's too fucking obvious. Reteach 253. Okay. And, and in the second police car, uh, there is, in the glove box, a bag marked evidence it's a black bag you can't see through it it's decent size and it is locked unusually with a three digit lock so do we try 253 might as well no doesn't work damn it uh, too well, easy code too easy reteach 253 hmm. which means then code must be too easy so it's one two three doesn't work treble zero doesn't work treble one nine 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 works nice 
that opens up the evidence bag. Inside the evidence bag are four things. A simple mobile phone, as in the kind that you could text on, but that wouldn't have internet access or anything. A wristwatch, a very posh iPhone, and a pair of very expensive looking over-ear headphones. Can we turn the iPhone on? Sure. Uh, the iPhone is on. The lock screen is asking for a, a fingerprint, uh, but it does have the last WhatsApp message sent on the screen. Ooh. The timestamp of the message is 3, 14, and 33 seconds. And the message reads, I thought, actually, I'll get you guys to read it. You've heard enough of my voice. That's the WhatsApp message on the iPhone. Alan, would you give it a read? It reads... I fucking love you. You are the best girlfriend. You're using them now. Amazing. The NC is so good. Can't hear a thing. That was beautiful. NC, presumably being noise cancelling. So big Bluetooth noise cancelling headphones, I would guess. That or he's got two near-field communication dildos up his bum and (laughs) couldn't type the F because they were vibrating so hard. He died the way he lived. The iPhone, now you kind of picked it up and examined it, is in a very scratched up, but definitely uh, uh, readable Michael Bublé case. <laughs> Can we uh, put one of the copper's fingers to the sensor to try and unlock it? Uh, none of the coppers are here. Ah. Oh, they are, they're missing. Damn it. Ah, well, this is going to be one of ours, and I'm going to say it's either going to be the cyclist, mine, um, or... Jamie's. It's not going to be Allard's because Michael Bublé, and he's dressed in that classic Grebo garb. The the hands on your bodies are, are pretty bloodied up. It's unlikely that any of your fingerprints are going to work with this thing. Tag nabbit. Damn. But our ghostly fingers might. <laughs> no, they won't. You press really hard. It's not a ghost iPhone. <laughs> it's an ooh phone. <laughs> hmm. Well, what else was in the evidence bag? A wristwatch, a simple mobile phone, and a pair of expensive over-ear headphones. Cool. Can we take a look at the, the normal phone? Normal phone. It's an old-style phone, much like, say, a Nokia 3210, that kind of thing. Yeah, it has uh, two recently sent text messages visible on it. Cool. Let's take a little look at those. Uh, the first one is timestamped at 3.14 and 17 seconds and reads... As follows, Jamie, please read. On my way, darling. Sorry, work. Shall we try that new place? I hear good things. <laughs> and the second message, timestamp 3.16.55, says that. I'm sorry, darling. I'm so sorry. Okay, mm. this is interesting. So between these three messages, we have kind of like a... Uh, a set of events so we have a possibly a suit wearing driver uh possibly so jamie um mm-hmm. texting his wife presumably while driving very dangerous um about this fancy dinner then somebody uh either the cyclist probably the cyclist um saying that they've got these lovely noise cancelling headphones um and then i'm sorry i'm so sorry which might be the kind of thing that you'd send after murdering a cyclist by driving into them on a slip road. That would be my that would be my sequence. I, mean, I feel that Allard Al- is missing in this equation somewhere. Maybe I was wa- maybe I was walking yeah. with uh, headphones on. Oh yeah, but there's Michael Bublé case there, wasn't it? Oh, actually no, yeah, Michael Bublé case. Yes, on the iPhone, but they're not associated with the headphones necessarily. Oh, well, the WhatsApp message was on the iPhone was about the 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 headset, wasn't it? Or it has about. Uh, the, the NC is so good, can't hear a thing. 
As you are debating this, you notice that just beyond the police cars, there is a rather smoky mess in the middle of the road. It is, on close inspection, a piece of burning script written on the road in fire-colored paint is the following message. Name the guilty. Liars go to hell. And the burning paint pot and burning paint brush are left handily nearby. Oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. Speak your thoughts. Mm. I was going to paint Michael Bublé on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> we have the power. What terrible power we can give her. <laughs> Might I draw your attention back to when you were in the van and the red number one appeared on the back door? Eagle-eared listeners with fine memories will remember that the letters on the back of the van denoted how many attempts the team had on the suspension bridge. Ah, so we have one attempt. A red one. We have one attempt. It's all or nothing. To write Michael Bublé and send him to hell. <laughs> or send ourselves to hell by lying about him. He's done something. They've all done something. I, I, I mean, is hell that bad, though? Really? That's where all the rock singers are. So at least the music's good. Yeah. Mm. The, um, the I live for Bumble thing that you had written. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's only one letter extra from the word Bublé. Is the, is the end like a smudge and you smudge it away and it says I live for Bublé? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it says I live for Bumble. Damn it. It's, it's a tattoo. You can't smudge a tattoo. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> uh, you do have some more stuff in the evidence bag. Wristwatch. Ooh, oh, yeah. The, the uh, what time is the wristwatch on? The wristwatch is a very expensive Swiss looking wristwatch. It is broken and has stopped on the time 3 15 and 24 seconds. So he did hit someone. Yeah, the dinner message was sent six seconds after that. You have 15 minutes. Hmm. Can we, um, can we put the headphones on? Mm -hmm. Can we hear anything? No, there's nothing playing right now. Can. So I'm trying to think of a way that we could unlock the iPhone to see if we could play some music on it to see if it was Bublé or Bumble. What iPhone is it? <laughs> Michel Bumble, the uh, French cover act. <laughs> what iPhone is it? Um, an 11. It doesn't matter. A face ID? Give me fucking strength. <laughs> <laughs> Can we take it to each body and see if it unlocks it? You can try, but I have this sneaking suspicion that it's not going to work. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I just take a look at the headphones in general, see if there's anything interesting on them? Uh, there's nothing interesting uh, about them. They, they look, apart from a bit of scratch damage, they look very new, almost brand new. Is there a play button on them? Uh, yeah, there's controls. Can we press play? Fine, fine. <laughs> Fine, get the headphones to play. Fine, they play Michael Bublé. Okay. So I'm I'm going to take a stab and say this was the cyclist. Just through process of elimination. Because we've got the smartphone and the watch would, I would suggest, be associated with the suit-wearing car driver because class stereotypes. Um, and then, but yeah, I'm kind of, the Bublé could either be the cyclist or mm. the Grebo. I feel like the Grebo's kind of the missing bit in this equation. Like, what's the Grebo been up to? Grebo has a name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Alad. Doesn't the um, doesn't the blue, blue the Boobly iPhone have the message talking about the headphones though? Yes. It does. Well, that's why I'm assuming that it's they're associated like they're like the same person. Mm. But if it's the cyclist, that means that well, that means you were texting while cycling, maybe? It is possible. I have done it. It's not easy. 
Um, it explains why you've died. Can we can we take a second look at um, at Allard's body in the middle of the road and just uh, like the tire marks and things around it? There's no tire marks around his body. It looks like it has um, pretty much landed uh, where it is. It's about ten meters in front of the car. Oh, okay. Mm. Hold on. So does it mean that the car hit me and the cyclist veered off the road to avoid the collision? Yeah, he needs to draw a map of this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we can. So the time of the accident would have been three fourteen, uh, three fifteen twenty four. So that's the watch stop. So we got two texts before that, one text after that. Hmm. Eleven and a half. Minutes. Have we found everything there is to find, John? Pretty much. So to give you a little more detail on the tyre marks on the road, he turned very suddenly onto the slip road, like it was a last-minute thing. Then the tyre marks disappear and then reappear as the slip road turns a corner before he crashes into the side. Interesting. Okay, so potentially, posh Jamie was driving along this main road, suddenly took the slip road, and then, um, at, as we can see, probably great speed at that kind of angle dangle and then swerves around the cyclist um, and hits the tree. Oh, so hits the, hits the barrier. Where's Allard in relation to, to all of this? Uh, Allard is further along the road, just a bit in front of the car. That's where his body came to rest. Hmm. I feel like he hit me, and then you, the cyclist, swerved off to avoid it and killed himself. I was in, I kind of went down the, um, the verge. Yeah, to avoid, hmm. the, to avoid the out-of-control car. Okay, you have 9 minutes 40. Could I return you to the message written in fire? Name the guilty. Oh, it's Jamie. Whoa there. It's Jamie. Whoa there. It's Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) He's behind the wheel. I mean, it certainly does seem so. (laughs) Hang on a second. Let's not be hasty now, gents. I mean, I'm a you It's fine. I won't mind help. (laughs) Can we have the logo that was on the T-shirt again, please? Yes, it was more of a slogan, really, uh, but it read, if you are early, you are on time. If you are on time, you are late. To be late is unacceptable. I feel like that's a quote from something important. So this cyclist is a bit of a speed demon, probably. Oh, maybe, yes. Maybe he's, maybe he's the one who's caning it because he's late. I thought cyclists could only do about two miles an hour, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> can we take a look at the highway code, just in case there's anything like highlighted or something? You can, uh, which... Article? Would you like to look at the important one? Just have a little flip through. Uh, anything on cyclists, I suppose. Uh, there's quite a bit on cyclists. You're going to need to be specific here. Uh, speedy cyclists on a slip road with a car coming towards them. Yeah, I'm just going to go to that page. Uh, now you're going to need to tell me if you want to look at a rule in the highway code. You're going to have to tell me which rule. Road positioning on a slip road. Uh, slip road. I have the highway code up in front of me. The government website. Uh, there's some bits about road markings and Annex 4, the road user and the law, traffic signs, uh, motorways, roadworks, level crossings, tramways. What are you interested in? Motorways. Okay, motorways. Um, right, that covers uh, laws 253 to 273. Which one are you interested in? 253. Oh, 253, of course. Uh, in, the, in the police nice. book, 253. Good. Read nice one, Alan. Yes. 
253 is the prohibited vehicles motorway rule. Uh, motorways must not be used by pedestrians, holders of provisional motorcycle or car licenses, riders of motorcycles under 50cc, cyclists, horse riders, certain slow-moving vehicles and those carrying oversized loads, agricultural vehicles, powered wheelchairs or powered mobility scooters. Well, shit, because we we've got two out of three there. Yeah, but hold on yeah. now. We're not on a motorway, we're on a slip road. Slip roads. I mean, we've either come on or come off or... We've come off of a motorway, presumably, if we're on that slip road. For the sake of mm. argument, uh, you are transversing from one motorway to another. Motorway In which rules. case, then, I'm guilty and... So am I. So are you. Yeah. I should. But Jamie, technically, at the moment, based on that, isn't... If anything, he's doing the world a favour. See, yeah. you were, you were going to throw me under the bus, you scum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am dead, and it looks like it's your fault, so... <laughs> This is true. Okay, so 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 neither of you were meant to be on that motorway, but I suppose which one of you is guiltier? Or can you put both your names down? Yeah, I mean... You could write anything you'd like with the paint. Uh, there is one element of this that you you have yet to grasp. Could I return your attention to the text messages? Dinner. We've had dinner. I had a salad with some scampi on it and a little ice cream. What? <laughs> Sorry, which text message are you reading? Sorry, I just started thinking about dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So helpful. Five and a half minutes. Oh, shit. (laughs) This is the croissants all over again. Oh, hang on. Are all three of us guilty? And that's the whole point. You can put that if you'd like. The messages were... So... Hang on a second. Oh. The the last text message was sent after the accident. So I survived the crash and possibly committed suicide out of guilt. Is this... I'm sorry, Darnie. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, Possible. Or maybe you were just dying. Potentially. I mean, the stopwatch. Yeah, you hit your watch, so you're in an accident either way. Yeah. But I still managed to send a text off a good, like, minute and a half later. And then died. Or there was a fourth person who came and killed you. Ah. Michael Bublé. (laughs) (laughs) He was guilty. No, to, uh, to focus you a little further, not that text, the other two texts. Is there anything about them? I fucking love you, you're the best girlfriend, using them now. And on my way, darling? Yeah, those two. The NC is so good. The fact that you can't spell here correctly. Yeah, on both texts. Mm. They've both been misspelled. Four minutes. NC is so good. I mean, I, I mean it could be noise cancelling and it could be Allard walking down the middle of the road because you wouldn't hear the traffic. Mm. But then again, it was you were wearing the goth clothing. That's the bit that I mean. Maybe you can wear goth clothing and still enjoy Michael Bublé. Maybe we shouldn't pigeonhole people. But um, yeah. So if you were dedicated goth and you loved Michael Bublé, that would be something you'd be kind of keen to hide in headphones, <laughs> which would make the iPhone mine. Then well, no, because the mic. Mm. Okay, if he's looking to hide it, the iPhone had a Michael Bublé case. Ah, so I'm not. So I would say the iPhone. Oh, shit. The, is... I- the iPhone belongs to the cyclist. Yes. No. No, the iPhone can't belong to the cyclist. Yes, it must. Hang on. Oh, what's your thinking? Wait, no, it can't. No, no. Can so, it? So, sorry, the, it was, was it the old phone or the iPhone that was in the, um, the Buble case? Uh, the iPhone. iPhone. Ah, shit. Yes, the iPhone, the Buble case, and the headphones belong to the same person. Uh-huh. Wait, no, it's fine. iPhone and headphones belong to cyclist. The other text from the, the stum phone belonged to Jamie. 
And at the moment, I have got no phone. That's fine. Yes. So all Two and a half need, minutes. So all we need to do then is paint on the names of the guilty. And based on the guilt, I'm guilty because I shouldn't be on a motorway. I'm a pedestrian. Mike's guilty because he's a cyclist on a motorway. So he's guilty. Yeah. Those are, I mean, those are yeah. factual. We don't know factually whether Jamie killed us or not. Yeah. So we've only got an assumption. So based on that, from the eyes of the law, as it were, Mike and I are guilty and that's it. Right. So you think somebody who speeds at 88 miles an hour onto a slipway and then is involved in a crash that kills two other people is innocent? It's not proven that that's what happened. This could happen to any of us. I mean, maybe it's <laughs> actually. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the pedestrian tripped and fell, did he? Yeah. Hey, I mean, people, yeah, people, people fall and trip down the stairs all the time, all right? <laughs> what do you work for the Met? <laughs> um, well, by that, yeah, so by I will max him then. All three of them are guilty. Uh, although I am very confused as to how somebody who's been involved in a fatal car accident can then type, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, sending a message after their watch has stopped because of the crash. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we should just... One minute. Can I paint my name on the floor, please? Okay. Is that all you're painting? At this moment in time, yes. I okay. think. I mean, I I think we're all. I think we're all guilty. So it was uh, liars, liars, liars. Um, I feel I. I honestly feel like we're missing something. But with a minute to go, I'll paint yeah. my name on as well. I guess. But, yeah, I'm thinking I might do mine too. We're, we're all guilty in some way. So and we're all I suppose we're painting. Going to, li liars. I think liars is going to come back to bite us in the arse, and I don't know why. I mean, we don't think we're lying, so well, that's something. 30 seconds, is that what you're doing? You're yes, all painting your name on the definitely. road? Let's do it. Okay. Well, hang on, let's, 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 uh, let's leave these last 30 you... seconds, just have a think. Hang on, hang on. Okay, 23. John's got that. No, 22. no, let's just do 21. it. 21. 20. Is that fucking, if you're early, 15. then you're on time. If you're, be late is unacceptable. 10, 9, 8, it's 3 o'clock's not seven, for dinner. 6, Just do it. Five, let's do it. Come on, mate, all the names in. Let's just do it. 3, We're all guilty. 2, oh. We're doing One, what are you doing? Painting hmm? all the names. Painting all the names on the road. With your time expiring, you paint your names in the fire paint on the road and are instantly transformed into three spirit keys. The keys descend into hitherto unseen locks in the backs of your corpses and you are all reanimated. Congratulations, you have been found guilt key. Hey! Oh. oh, very good. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle. Alex, Jamie, you guys fucking called it. Nice one. I was... Uh, God dang. Well done, guys. It was John's pox... Web... Okay, audio listeners can't see this. John has a very untrustworthy face. And he was making that... <laughs> he was making that kind of like... <laughs> that grand vizier expression in the last minute of that puzzle of like a real... You've walked into my trap. <laughs> he looked like um, Iago from Aladdin for a long time there. Mm. Or, or indeed Othello. You know, that Iago. <laughs> oh, what? There's, there's another Iago? No. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Aladdin too. Shit. <laughs> different voice actor for that as well well done guys um okay so would you like me to break down exactly what everything meant uh, you came to the correct conclusion but you came to it for reasons that were not intended <laughs> um, yeah so we like that you correctly found that all three individuals were guilty here's who had what both mobile phones belonged to alid 
<gasps> what? The clue was that both texts and the different phones had exactly the same odd spelling mistake in them. Mm. The kind of spelling mistake that an individual would consistently make, as in misspelling here to H-E-R-E, when it should have been H-E-A-R. You picked nice. up on it, but then you took it no further. Alev's character was guilty because he was having an affair. affair. That's why it was the... You bastard. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! No, that's not like. This is the last conversation between John and Allard, possibly ever. You have been listening to the Infinite State Room. <laughs> that's um. Sorry, this that was not intended. No, uh, I bet to deliberately um have any a reflection in, in reality, past or present. Uh, yes, Alice's character uh, was guilty because he was having an affair. The watch belonged to the cyclist. All the watch was there to do was tell you the moment the crash happened and position text before and after it. That's all that was there for. Uh, the cyclist was guilty for the more pedestrian, if you like, reason of uh, cycling illegally on a motorway. And the driver was guilty of um, speeding and then driving dangerously and killing two people. Um, so that was where uh, that went. Uh, I had read the uh, highway code um, rule before, but had forgotten that it included pedestrians. So uh. <laughs> when you reread that, you latched onto the pedestrian being illegally on the road as well, and that that was why he was guilty, which I had completely missed um, <laughs> and felt like an idiot because um, I just read it and gone, oh, cyclists are on there. Perfect. So, yes, all three individuals were guilty. So so um, where was the link between the phones and Allard's character? That was the bit that, like, I, it, placing the phones, I did purely based on, like, what people were wearing. I live for Bumble. Uh, you were yeah. exactly right, Jamie. The Bumble was a way of um, uh, showing your, your love for Michael Bublé without obviously showing your love for Michael Bublé. Representing a tattoo. You 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 got it immediately. Um, but it wasn't it clearly wasn't enough. And the, the case was a bad idea. I should have shut the case. Because that led you into the weeds a bit. Fiendish. Um, we did it. I'm pleased. Yes, it definitely definitely had a few holes in that one. I like the bit how we were ghosts who couldn't interact with anything, and then we were poltergeists who could interact with things. Because <laughs> well, I was thinking, oh, I was thinking, oh, it's okay. It's just a look at look at stuff, and then I went, oh shit, there's a combination lock uh, <laughs> and a book and a phone <laughs> and a book and a phone, sugar and, and a phone um, that takes Face ID. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck you, Alan. You're not supposed to unlock the phone. Shut up. <laughs> and headphones have got a play button on them. Was good. Yeah, talk about a talk about a narrow victory though. At the literal last second. Mm. Yeah, I I thought that one would be a yeah, Mike. quicker. <laughs> Mike uh, and your procrastination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike knew exactly what he was going to do. He just wanted to go down to the last minute. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I genuinely thought um, that. Uh, that shit-eating grin that John was wearing was um, <laughs> basically him leading us down the garden path. And I was, I was re basically, I thought that the, um, I thought that the the slogan on the cyclist's jumper, and mm -hmm. the that was just to link the um, wristwatch that he he's obsessed with time. Ah, there we go. That nice. makes much more sense. I was considering like having. Like the shadow of the wristwatch on his wrist, but I thought, oh, that's too fucking easy. Like they'll just find that and then that's over. Um, yeah, that was just to link him to the posh watch. But you guys, it was amazing. You made all these assumptions like, okay, the watch belongs to the guy in the suit uh, because guy in the suit wears a watch. 
<laughs> and I thought, wow, okay, sure. I think, I think that's on me, actually. I think that's. I think I was the one who who said that out loud, and everybody else was just like, well, Mike's yep. clearly put some sort of thoughts into this, as opposed to me just being like, rich people have suits and cars and watches, and they have smartphones, and poor people ride on bikes, and they have flip phones. Um, and then Alan's just in the road. <laughs> Some <laughs> Weirdly, we concluded that the the posh guy in the in the um in the work with the smartwatch etc was the guy with the battered old phone, <laughs> and the cyclist had the iPhone. We were convinced. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. He's got the shit phone, even though he's wearing a suit. He's got a posh car. Ah, he's one of those guys. He's a Silicon Valley asshole. It's a burner phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe it's a company car. Maybe he like lives the high life in the company car, but then like you know, in reality, he's just kind of like, oh yeah, I'll take you to that new dinner place to his wife, and then he's like, oh shit, I can't like, I've not got like I've got no commission this month. Like oh fuck, like you know, car tax is due, <laughs> I've got absolutely nothing. Like this is oh, this is terrible. And then yeah, meanwhile you've got Silicon Valley uh, cyclists just being like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got cyclists. Let's go eat some kimchi, y'all. Yeah, goddamn cyclists. Ruining my. <laughs> I thought you were made a cyclist purely out of spite. I thought so. Uh, Thank you. As you, as you immediately in turn. Hmm. I wish I should tighten that up a little bit. Remove the Michael Bublé case, and what was the other thing? I would, I would have edited the highway code to remove pedestrians from it. <laughs> 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 going to change this law for the sake of an escape room. Yeah, but what if there was some sort of high court judge who was like, "Oh man, I can't believe that guy mowed down somebody on a slip road." And he was like, oh, I really need to just double check, just spruce up on the old, and he Googled it. And ours, this episode was the first thing that came up. <laughs> yeah. And he listened to oh. the episode, and he went, well, no. I listened to this super legit podcast, and uh, they read it out, and it's just... So, yeah. so I guess Pedest- pedestrians can free. Carol Chipman. And that's how Harold <laughs> Shipman got free. Why do you keep bringing up Harold Shipman? <laughs> he's like modern-day Hitler. I think, like, you know... There's a, there's a bit of a difference of scale here. I know, but like, you know, he's our generation's Hitler, I feel. He's a wannabe Hitler. <laughs> Who would our generation's Hitler be? Trump. Probably Putin. <laughs> probably Putin. Probably, probably Putin. Yeah, that's a fair. Or, no, let's be honest. Let's be honest, guys. At some point, it's going to come out that it, it's probably the Chinese government. Oh, yeah, they are like, doing... I mean, it's already... They've got some really dark shit going mm, yeah. on. Man. Really dark shit. But hey, cheap tech, right? Really good. I love mean, it. Ironically, the Russians are, are kind of modern day the Russians. I guess that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, ah, oh, do still Cold War, yes? You're like... <laughs> yeah, 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 You yeah. keep on going. Oh yeah, you can, you can still win. You can still win. <laughs> Definitely. You, uh, you keep sending us those spies, those really well-equipped KGB spies. Well, did you... Um, I'll see if I can dig out the article, but it was something like uh, some French YouTubers... Um, were, uh, had been contacted and been asked to um, do uh, videos basically spreading doubt about the vaccine and like, you know, about the safety of the vaccine. And then they trace those back to, um, to to Russia, apparently. Jesus. Um, but it's just it's the kind of shit they like to do. They did the same with Brexit. It's standard. It's the standard playbook. Um, the basic strategy is you don't you don't put out propaganda like supporting you or against your opponents, it's really obvious. All you do is you use propaganda to try and sow confusion so that nothing gets done. That's basically it. You're just trying to create an atmosphere of sort of febrile, anything goes chaos, where you, you don't know what's true and what's not because the, the, the lies and the truth are so extreme and so similar, you know, who knows what. Uh, that's the idea. Um, and it works really well, really well. Yeah, so just be, be warned... 
the next time you get a pitch for an episode and it's like, please make episode about Pioneer American Missile Silo. It would be very funny for your listeners. I am top tier Patreon. You should take my idea. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a great episode. That might be my next episode, Jamie. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interesting route into the uh, uh, unbroadcastable weeds. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to listen to more of this sort of thing, we have quite an extensive back catalogue now of about 150-something episodes, and they can be found on our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com, or on the old social medias, which are old now. Isn't that weird? There are people alive who have never sort of never been in the world without social media. That's weird. It's weird and and our concept of social media is probably like oldie to them because they're all on the tiktoks and whatnot yeah yeah oh, everyone yeah. on the tic-tac-toe is like rolling their eyes at us with our facebooks and our instagrams uh, but we are on them at at tier underscore podcast and you can find us there we love you lots everybody and we will see you next time on the infinite escape room bye bye now bye 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 have a beautiful time bye.